All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Your Liz Nation Radio Pacific Division preview series is delivered by our friends at DoorDash. You can use the promo code ONRADIODD to get 25% off and no delivery fees on your first order. What's up? I'm Tyler Yaramchuk here with an Oilers Nation Radio season preview episode. We're doing things a little bit differently here. Over the course of the next month, you're going to notice a handful, well, seven to be exact, of these little mini podcasts popping up in your feed. And basically, what we're doing here is just getting you set for the upcoming hockey season. I went around the Pacific Division and I talked to a reporter from every different team. Anaheim, LA, San Jose, Vegas, Seattle... Vancouver, and of course, the Calgary Flames. And I just sat down with them for, you know, about 10, 15 minutes, picked their brain a little bit on the state of their team heading into next season, got their thoughts on the rest of the division. And basically the goal here is to get you set for the start of hockey season. We're going to have a preview for every team that the Oilers are going to be going toe-to-toe against. We'll talk about their offseason, how they look coming into the year, and all of that good stuff. They'll be quick, like I said, the episode as a whole, about 15 to 20 minutes long and there'll be seven of them popping up in your feed over the next three weeks don't worry you'll still get your regular dose of Oilers Nation radio as well we'll have one to two episodes full episodes a week of that dropping over the next little bit today's preview is all about the Vegas Golden Knights I figured that's a decent spot to start this series I'll chat with Ken Bolke from Sinbin Vegas in just a couple of minutes but first a little bit of background on the Vegas Golden Knights offseason there's no denying that last year 
was an incredibly tough year for the Golden Knights. They finished the year with 94 points. It was a team who opened the season as favorites to win the Pacific Division on the betting market. And even throughout the year, there were still a lot of points where the Golden Knights were sitting ahead of the Oilers in the race for the top spot. They went out and got Jack Eichel early on in the year, even though he was injured. And things just really fell off the rails. Now, a large part of that was injuries. They just simply couldn't stay healthy when you factor in the Eichel injury, the Mark Stone injury as well. Robin Leonard really struggled to stay healthy and at 100% throughout the year as well. They just never really seemed to get it going. And while they should be better this upcoming season, a big reason why is because they've had a pretty busy offseason. The first big move that they made is they fired Pete DeBoer. It's actually kind of hilarious to think of the Golden Knights as a team who haven't even been around for, what, a decade? They've only been around for six or seven years, and yet they're already on to their third head coach. Pete DeBoer is out the door. Bruce Cassidy is in former Boston Bruins head coach. I actually think that's a bit of a weird hire when you consider the reputation Bruce Cassidy kind of had in Boston. A lot of those players kind of seemed to turn on him in the last couple of seasons. And hey, look at what happened since they fired him. David Krejci's come back from playing in Czechia. So I, I think the Cassidy hire is... I don't know, it's not personally what I would have done, but there is a bit of a relationship there, I guess, with Jack Eichel, who is primed to play a full season, and that should be a big, big bump for the Vegas Golden Knights. And, I mean, Cassidy's made a Stanley Cup final. He's a fine coach. He's just maybe not, he wasn't my favorite option on the market. The next big move that the Vegas Golden Knights made was trading away Max Pacioretty and defenseman Dylan Coughlin for literally nothing. They were tied up against the cap because they spend their money like they're drunken sailors, and... They had to deal Patretti to the Hurricanes for a, a bag of beans, future considerations that'll never become anything. That's a guy who basically was scoring at almost a 40-goal pace last season. He missed half the year. He only played in 39 games, but he scored 19 goals in 39 games. You need to find a way to replace that production. It's a guy who every year you could pencil in to be to score at a 30, 35-plus goal pace. He's out of your lineup with no one coming in this offseason. Granted, they made a late move for Phil Kessel, but you'll be lucky, even if he's in your top six all year, you'll be lucky to get 20 out of Phil Kessel this year. I, I think you could get 20 out of him, but you're not getting 25. You're not getting 30. Their blue line is still fine, but the forward group is not as good as it was last season. Granted, just being healthy will help. Them not having, you know, the highest man games lost or whatever it was in the entire NHL, that will boost things up for the Golden Knights. But then you get to the situation between the pipes. I wonder, and I'll ask, I'll ask Ken about this, if they knew Robin Leonard was going to miss the entire season earlier in the summer, would they have still traded Max Pacioretty or would they have tried to find a way to make it work? Because now Robin Leonard, who's the starting goalie that they bailed on Marc-Andre Fleury a couple summers ago for, He's done for the entire season. He will not play in 2022-2023. For a bit there, it looked like, and Kelly McCrimmon went out to the media and said, they're fine with going Logan Thompson and Laurent Brissois. Since then, they've gone out and acquired Aiden Hill, who had, you know, fine numbers with the San Jose Sharks last season. He appeared in 25 games. He went 10-11-1. He had a 2-6-6 goals against average and a 9-0-6 save percentage. Those are fine numbers. Granted, he was on a bad team, so maybe on a better team, his numbers take a bit of a jump. He's only 26 years old. He appears to have all the tools of a guy who can be a regular NHL goalie. He's done it for a few years. Aiden Hill's a guy with upside, as is Logan Thompson. He had tremendous numbers last year. He's also only 25 years old, coming off a season 
where he played 19 games, had a 2.68 goals against average, and 9.14 save percentage. There's reason to think both Thompson and Hill can be fine, but I don't really view either of them as having that game-breaking potential that Robin Leonard had. He was inconsistent. Golden Knights fans know that. We know that from seeing him in the Pacific Division. But when he was at his best, he was one of the better goalies in the NHL. I think they lost that potential with by going with the Thompson and Hill duo. I think throughout the year we're going to see the Golden Knights in a lot of talk as a te- in a lot of talks as a team who could be looking to go out there and get a legitimate goalie if one pops up on the market, a legitimate one A starting goalie. That is. Uh, so that's sort of the offseason recap here for the Vegas Golden Knights. Their goaltending situation is not that good. Their blue line is same. It's it's good. Petrangelo, Martinez, Shea Theodore, McNabb, White Cloud, Ben Hutton. That, that's a pretty solid group of six right there. Their forward group will benefit from a full season of Jack Eichel, but is not as deep as it was in the past due to the loss of Max Pacioretty. All in all, if things go their way, they're going to be right up there around the Oilers. They finished 10 points back of Edmonton last year, and there's no denying that the Golden Knights will be better. I believe the Oilers will be better as well, but the Golden Knights will will certainly be in the mix for a playoff spot. To get a little more in-depth on this, let's bring in Ken Bolke from Sinbin Vegas. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Continuing our Oilers Nation radio season previews with Ken Bolke from Sinbin Vegas, who is out dodging the Vegas heat here in September. Ken, it was certainly a hot offseason for the Vegas Golden Knights. Tons of big pieces moving in and out. But I want to start with the situation between the pipes. On a scale of 1 to 10, how confident are you right now in this Vegas Golden Knights goaltending duo? Three? (laughs) Which is like, yeah, I don't really have a great answer for that because... They're all pretty much unknown. I think they have three solid lottery tickets, but I don't know that I'm terribly comfortable with any of them getting much more than 20 or 30 starts, which somebody's going to have to take the load. So it's, 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 it's tricky. Yeah, it'll be really interesting. You know, here in Edmonton, it, it's kind of funny heading into the regular season. Everyone kind of already knows like what their trade deadline targets will be. Okay, they need a left defenseman. They need a depth centerman. You know, we're talking with the folks out in Calgary and it's like, Cape, they're going to be looking for a scoring winger at the deadline. For Vegas, it feels like we're already, again, game one has been played, but we're like, hey, come deadline time. They're probably looking for a goalie, right? 
I mean, they did just go make one trade for a goalie, so I don't know that they're going to want to make another one. And where they end up at the deadline is still a huge question mark. I mean, a lot of those other t- couple teams you mentioned, like we're pretty sure where Edmonton's going to be. We're pretty sure where Calgary's going to be. Some of the other teams in the division, maybe not. This is kind of an up-in-the-air year for Vegas. Like they might be selling at this deadline, which would be a first. But there's so many question marks with what they are, you know, with the new coach and and how many offensive minded defensemen they have coming in, they could be going down that route, trying to find a more defenseman defensive style defenseman. They could need another score. They could need, you know, depth forwards. They could need a goalie. So it's, it's, it would be hard to pin down right now. We're going to break our way through sort of the entire roster here, but just circling back to the Robin Leonard thing, that that news kind of broke later on in the summer, and it came after the Golden Knights already made a big move, like offloading Max Pacioretty's contract for basically nothing. If Do you think the Golden Knights knew earlier in the summer that this Leonard thing was a realistic possibility, or do you think if they had a firm answer on Leonard earlier, things would have played out differently throughout the summer? I just can't see a situation where, you know, you're losing someone for an entire season. You're planning on competing and you still go ahead with making the move with Max Pacioretty or even Evgeny Dodonov. Like things would be easier if they didn't have Shea Weber's contract. So they could have done either of those. I think what probably happened, and this is mostly speculation. I don't have a ton of information on it is I have to believe that. Leonard had some pain in his hips that he thought was going to go away. And then it didn't. And then finally he brought it up to them and they brought him to the doctor and they said, man, this is way worse than we thought. And it escalated real quickly. I just can't imagine it going any other way because you wouldn't operate the way that they operated if they knew they had this extra $5 million in cap space. Yeah, it certainly would have made life easier. You're right. The patch ready deal. You know, maybe that doesn't happen. Maybe they still have him. He's a guy who was on pace for like 40 goals last season. You can almost pencil him in for a 35 plus goal pace every year. Who in this lineup really needs to step up to fill that void in the forward group? Is there anyone who can step up and sort of chip in in a top six role that maybe hasn't in the past? I mean, I think the the plan is mostly let's get healthy and let's get 82 games out of Mark Stone, 82 games out of Jack Eichel, 82 games out of William Carlson, none of which happened a year ago. I think that's kind of step one. But then to more answer your question, I think they're hoping for more out of Nick Waugh and or Brett Howden. Both guys, I think, have a chance to move up the lineup. I think they're actually expecting to use Chandler Stevenson as a center, which means most likely one of those two ends up sliding up the lineup as a wing or as a wing on the third line where they have a little bit more flexibility there. And then the last one's Kessel, you know, Phil Kessel comes in 50 point season last year, not a lot of goals, only eight, I think it was a year ago. So they could use more from him, but I don't know what the reasonable expectation is of a guy that's his age coming in on a one and a half million dollar contract. You know, he wasn't, I know the points are there, but he wasn't really that much of an impact player for uh, for the Coyotes. So there's a lot of different options, but I think the main thing they're banking on of where are those goals going to come from is just don't get hurt. And that's where what they're hoping for. Yeah. Hopefully it happens if you're Vegas. Yeah. And the other big one, you mentioned him, Jack Eichel, like a full 82 game season out of Jack Eichel. And the injuries have kind of 
impacted his star status a little bit around the league. But when this guy's in the lineup, he's a top five centerman in the NHL, in my opinion. How excited is the fan base? How excited are you to hopefully get 80 plus games out of Jack Eichel this season? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 going to be a blast to watch. It was for the portion that we got him last season, especially right at the beginning when he was coming in and you get to see that speed, the power that he plays with. It's a lot of fun to watch. I do think that there is a huge question mark in how is he going to fit with Bruce Cassidy? Bruce Cassidy is pretty demanding and Bruce Cassidy's number one center has been a Selkie candidate and the winner like every year for the last five or whatever it's been with Bergeron. So there is a question of, can they get him to play that style of hockey? And if he doesn't, what does it look like with Cassidy? I think he's a hundred point player. I'm not concerned at all about his offense. I think they're going to get every bit of what he brings. It's just, can they mesh together? And then what happens? If they don't, where do they go from there with a guy who just got fired Cassidy for not really having the best relationships with some of his players? Like he's going to have to do better here with that. And he's already been pretty critical of, of Jack's game to this point saying we need to get him to be playing winning hockey. It's, and they haven't even played a game together. And we're saying this, where does it go if things don't go the way that they're supposed to? Hopefully for Vegas, they do, but we will see. What did you make of that hire? I mean, you mentioned it. He's not exactly known as a player's coach. And this was an offseason where there were a lot of other coaching options on the market. He's now the third head coach or bench boss in Golden Knights history. Is this was this the right move? Was it the right fit in your opinion? I didn't think they actually had to make a move. I thought Pete DeBoer did a pretty good job last year. I think there were some issues in what they were doing. You know, offensively, they had some of the same problems. Power play was an absolute disaster. They were giving up way more high danger chances than they ever have before. But you can blame a lot of that on injuries, which is exactly what the Golden Knights did to end the season. So it was like now all of a sudden they're letting go of their coach and they bring in the new guy. Here's the thing. When you fire a top 10 coach, you better have an upgrade in mind. And they did. They got another top 10 coach. I think it's the third time in franchise history they've hired a top 10 coach, which is kind of insane to think about. The hard question is like, is it the right fit? I don't know that DeBoer was the wrong fit. I don't know that Gallant was the wrong fit. So it's hard to say that Cassidy's going to be right or wrong unless we see a lot more of, of what happens. I think there are good things to what he's trying to do. I like some of the systems. I think the power play needs his help. And I think he will help a lot on that, but I don't think coaching was the problem. So I don't think Cassidy is going to fix or break anything that was there for them. Yeah, that makes sense. Like I was a big fan of DeBoer as well. Just felt like last season and from an outsider's perspective, there was just so much drama, right? Like with the Leonard situation between the pipes and those few games where, you know, he played and was pulled and no one really knew what was going on there. It just feels like there was a lot of drama and maybe Bruce Cassie, maybe that's why he is a good fit. He seems like a real no nonsense kind of guy, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. And he's he's already been a little bit more for certain, you know, forthcoming than we've seen uh, in the past year. But yeah, it's, it, it's the Golden Knights. There's going to be drama. Like it's just the way that it has gone for five seasons. And I don't know that that's going to magically go away. I think the pressure is going to be the drama this season. Like they need to make the playoffs. They need to succeed in the playoffs. And they have a roster that I think most of us look at and say, I don't know if that's happening. So those two things, I just think the expectations being so unbelievably high and the roster and the construction of the roster being 
up in the air. It could be really good. It could be not as good. That makes it really, really difficult on a coaching staff, on a roster, on a front office, on the owner who has said, we're winning the cup in year six. Well, guess what? It's year six. Like they're going to have to make something happen this year. And I don't think they're as set up as well as they have been in the past. Again, like an outsider's perspective, the reputation that this organization is getting is one that's impatient. I mean, I guess more of a glass half full way to say that is they are always looking to improve. And whether it's, you know, casting away Marc-Andre Fleury to keep Robin Leonard, the coaching changes we've talked about, always chasing the big star that's on the market. The the quote I can throw is the problem is you develop a past. Do you think that's an issue for the Golden Knights organization that there seems to be this? And I hate the word loyalty because in sports, especially team to player, there rarely is any. But do you think the Golden Knights are developing a bit of a bad reputation amongst players? Or is that something that's just kind of overblown by the media? It's it seems like it may have showed up a little bit this offseason, because if you look back, you say, well, they needed a goalie. There was one goalie who wanted to finish his career here that was really, really good, that seemingly had no interest in coming back, ends up back in Minnesota. That's Mark andre Fleury, for those not catching my drift there. Uh, you know, and then it was reported, Elliot Friedman reported that, Paul Stastny would have come or was offered more money to come back to Vegas. And he said, no, thanks. I'll go to Carolina. That being said, they end up with Phil Kessel. Jack Eichel was perfectly fine to come here. You can go back through the course of all of the time. They've had players who have signed long contracts, short contracts, mid contracts, massive contracts, no trade clauses, nothing like everyone signed here over the course of the last five years. So it's hard to say it's fully caught up. I do think it's a reputation that's fair. Like, I don't think it's being overblown. I don't think this is like, oh, every team does this and Vegas just doesn't understand. I don't, I wouldn't go that far. Like not a lot of teams have churned a roster the way that the Golden Knights have when they've had the success that they've had. They went to three conference finals out of four seasons. And now they're looking off at, at, a new coach, a new number one center, a new goaltender, a new top defenseman just from two years ago. Like a lot has changed and they have earned this. They're willing to go and make that big move to get 1% better, a half percent better. And the question just becomes how much do they care about locker room chemistry? How much do they care about perception? And then how much are the players actually feeling what it seems to all of us that they should be feeling? Interesting. That's a bit more of a bigger picture thing. Let's dial it back to this year. I want you to finish this sentence for me. The Vegas Golden Knights will make the playoffs if... If they have a much healthier season than they had a year ago. But I also need, if this is like Google, I also want the plus the, and I want, and one of the goalies is okay. Like I'm not asking for any of the goalies to be spectacular. I don't think they need a Vezina candidate. That'd be nice. I don't think that's happening, but I think they cannot survive. I don't think you make the playoffs any team that you have the 30th best goalie in the NHL. And I think looking at the roster and looking at the three that they have and saying, well, one of them has to be the starter. It's fair to say they're in the bottom five in the NHL in goalie rooms. So if none of them step forward, they're going to have to, you know, they're going to have to get more. I, I just think 
if they're healthy, if they have the type of you know season that they're expecting and they have good enough players, stay out of the big guys getting hurt. If they can do that, they should be able to overcome even below average goaltending. Horrific goaltending, that could be a problem. And I'm asking this question to everyone as I rip my way through the Pacific Division doing these previews. Which teams in the Pacific, if you had to guess right now, which teams are playoff teams? I like Calgary still. I just think there's there's so much good going on there. I cannot believe how they were able to turn around what they what they did this offseason. Like it looked to all of us like, wow, they're going to be horrible. And this is a huge opening for the rest of the division. It's not anymore. They might have even gotten better. Not sure I'll go there yet, but I think Calgary's in. Edmonton's in. I can't, I can't imagine them falling down from where they were a year ago. LA, I like what they did. I like what they're building. I just feel like there's regression there, and I just don't know how far regressed it's going to be. I think it's LA, Vancouver, and Vegas fighting for the third spot that's guaranteed. Uh, I'll pick Vegas to get in. I'll go Homer, and I'll go Oh, that route. I think Vancouver is going to get in. I'll say LA doesn't, even though I think LA is going to be pretty good. It's just a lot went right for them a year ago that probably won't this year. And a lot went wrong for the golden Knights that probably won't this year. So let's flip those two. Yeah. And I, I, you're right. I'm bang on with you. I gave that exact prediction a couple of weeks ago on one of our episodes. I think four are getting in from the Pacific and I actually think the LA Kings are getting just, just a tiny bit overrated, but that's actually coming up in part four of this division preview series. Ken, appreciate your time, man. This was great. And we will see you middle of January when Oilers nation makes their way down for Oilers versus golden Knights. Let's go. Let's do it. Big, big shout out to Ken Bulky from Sinbin Vegas for joining me today on the pod. I hope you enjoyed the first edition of this little series. There's going to be seven more parts coming out over the next couple of weeks here throughout the rest of September. I'm going to make my way through every single team in the Pacific Division. Part two of this series will drop on Tuesday. And don't worry, yes, tomorrow, Friday, there will still be a normal episode of Oilers Nation Radio with myself, Rick, Dan, and Bag Milk. So we'll chat with you then. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag? Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.